What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 92 of the Bedroom Drinking Podcast. I'm Dustin. Yo, everyone. Stay dog. Whoa. I think I felt like I was about to burp. I thought your like, head was didn't. about to fall off or something. No. Uh, welcome back. Uh, hope everyone had a good week. I'm extremely tired. Always. I, you're always tired. Yeah, but now I'm like extremely tired. <laughs> after your, after your after uh, first... couple days of relaxation? Yeah, it's crazy like how... Well, I guess if I was actually on a relaxation trip, I would relax, but we, we're moving a lot and then drinking. So. I also feel like... Uh, it is nice to like be away from like work and everything. But. Yeah, well, I guess that's the relaxation part. Like yeah. you go on vacation, yeah. Like you're away from like your normal like routine, stresses yeah. of life, but you're still not really like like you probably get more rest like just here during the day than you did. Yeah, because we did a lot of walking and stuff. and stuff. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about that here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was fun. I just I had a bachelor party like getaway thing and we just did that, that kind of stuff. Not, it's like not the stereotypical most, stuff, but yeah, I was gonna say that's it's like one of the lo- most low key bachelor very parties I've chill ever. Chill bachelor party. It's what I imagine mine would be someday. Uh, very just relaxed, <laughs> just like hanging out. Good luck with that. Not doing crazy shit, like just relaxed, drinking, playing pool, and hanging out. That that's what it was really cool. But now I'm back to regular life, and got to continue that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you left, and then. It, things didn't work out while you were gone, so you can never leave again. Well, that's their fault. <laughs> uh, well, hope everyone else had a good week. We are going to get into it here for you with a very interesting dumbass of the week this time around. Uh, this lady is Meth Makes My Eyes Itch Lady. So, <laughs> I almost feel bad like talking about this girl in this way because her story, I was just reading it, that she like wrote... It's really sad. She like got into drugs at a a really really young age because she's like twenty now. Oh wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I just told you that when I was reading the twenty. Thing. I didn't hear the twenty part. I was like, oh my god, this girl's only twenty. <laughs> anyway, so I guess when she was like sixteen or seventeen, she started doing like co- I think she started with uh, pot and cocaine, and then well, everyone knows that marijuana is a gateway drug. So it's a gateway plant. It's hey, you know what? <laughs> I have never heard of any drug addict who did not do weed first. I did weed first, and I never became a drug addict. Well, I'm, but I'm just saying, like, not that everyone who smokes weed is gonna become like a like get into other stuff and be like an addict. But yeah, I if you don't ever smoke weed, your chances of becoming an addict are probably pretty low. Yeah, that's like my grandpa. Well, not he never said it to me, but. My dad used to say that my grandpa would always say that he never knew an alcoholic who never took their first drink. Which, I mean, I guess the idea yeah. is that if you don't ever drink, then you don't ever have to worry right. about being an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably where you went wrong. But anyway, back to this girl. I mean, I had my first drink when I was a baby, so. Well. During teething. Yeah. That doesn't count, though. <laughs> I mean, maybe, it, I don't know. But, uh. No, anyway, so this girl, she started doing shit really young. I don't want to go into, like, the whole story because it's actually really long. But, anyway, she ended up, while she was on meth, she, for whatever reason, so she quit doing meth for a while, and then she started doing, what did I say, ecstasy? Ecstasy. Um, and then, and that was better, I guess, for her. And then, but one day when she was on ecstasy, it made her feel like she needed to study the Bible. So, she did that. And I don't know, like, what she read in the Bible, but 
something made her feel like she needed to go back to doing meth in order to have a closer relationship with God. So she started doing meth again. And at some point while she was on meth, she came to the conclusion that she owed the world a sacrifice and that the world was going to end. Everyone was going to die if she did not make this sacrifice. It was all on her. So she decided that what she needed to do was gouge her eyes out. So that's literally what she did. She It's very graphic. Here, I'll read it to you. Oh, no. So everyone, <laughs> so everyone can un- appreciate it like I did. She pushed her thumb. Well, I'll just read it as she wrote it. So I pushed my thumb, pointer, and middle finger into each eye. I gripped each eyeball, twisted, and pulled until each eye popped out of the socket. It felt like a massive struggle, the hardest thing I ever had to do, because I could no longer see. I don't know if there was blood, but I know the drugs numbed the pain. And then she was someone found her holding her eyeballs in her hands. Oh, gosh. Uh, and then she went to the hospital... And they had to, I guess she still had like a bunch of tissue and stuff in her eye sockets that they had to surgically remove. Uh, And then now she's going to get uh, prosthetic eyes so that she doesn't look like a fucking weirdo since she has nothing, literally nothing in her eye sockets. Yeah, I mean, she ripped them out. So, kind of a sad dumbass, but also like, holy shit, don't do that. Don't do meth. Yeah, don't do meth, first of all. Meth is like... One of the worst ones, I feel like. Yeah, Most addictive, like, right? Ha- meth and like heroin. Oh, yeah. Well, and like heroin. Yeah, heroin's probably... addictive, but... And it will kill you faster. It definitely will kill you faster, yeah. But, yeah, so don't do not do meth. If you do decide you want to do meth, just remember that the world is not going to end if you don't pull your eyes out of their sockets. Yeah. that That's a, a pretty big... This is a cautionary tale. Well, yeah. That's what it's like um, every week. Whew. But uh, yeah, so that's that's, that's something that story. you do not want to do. Man, that's yeah. intense. Yeah, but I mean, that's fucking like that's crazy. Sad. I mean, she shouldn't have been doing that stuff, but yeah, I mean, that's got to hurt. Yeah, like, she, she said just, it was like, the most painful thing I mean, ever. Like, I'm trying to like do it right now. Like, I mean, oh, that's you have to push really hard. You have to like really no, get she in. Lit- there. I mean, dude, was she like just stuck her fingers into her her, her thumb, pointer, and middle finger? Yeah, and just fucking gouged it out. Oh god, I can feel it. But because, I mean, she Ugh. was... But she was on drugs, She was on too, drugs, so, she so was like, it didn't oh. hurt that bad. Yeah, she was probably all hyped up. Oh, man. That's crazy. Uh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> coming, in, coming in the Twitter shouts. Uh, we actually have a, we have a lot today. Uh, yeah, we were in a lot of things this week. Yeah. So, I'm just going to go down the list. Uh, we have good old Jimmy Evans. Yeah. Got Chris Jackson. Yeah, yeah. The Awareness Podcast. Awareness. Aware of what? It just, yeah. Just like things in general? Yeah. Uh, We got SBP Podcast. Okay. The Kid. The Kid? Yeah. That's what it said. Okay. The Kid. The Pod Couple. Films on Trial. They've been on before. Yeah. Popcorn and Pop Culture. Yeah. Did a nice cool shout out. Yeah. Uh, And then Katie Bowes. Yeah, Katie Bowes. Katie Bowes. So thank you all for listening and... uh, Supporting the podcast and uh, including us in y'all's I y'all you... shows and things like that as well too. So appreciate it. Yeah, apparently a, a lot of people are uh, giving us shout outs on their shows too, and we should. I mean, we do already. I we guess do, that's what they, Twitter yeah, shouts so. is for. Okay, yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, films on trial has been with us now for a good like a month or so. Been, uh, we do have to I do LOL'd. a drink for Lauren Courtney appearance marketing the Wraith 
Rising uh-huh. Films, another millennial re- something, <laughs> another millennial reviewer, and yeah. Okay. So Naked Man and Naked Man of our Twitter shouties. Oh gosh, we have to. We, well, why did you pour such small drinks? What are you talking about? Let's just drink. Let's just take a drink. Pour <laughs> a drink for Naked each man. one. That's what we used to do back in the olden days. Definitely gonna need a refill. Uh, but yeah, thanks a lot, y'all. Appreciate it. Um, moving into some topics here, we have we have uh, kind of the opposite of each other. But we'll start off with this one. We'll just get this one out of the way. Uh, I feel like we skipped something, but I guess we didn't. Yeah, we don't have any like. I think in my head, I'm still yeah. expecting like the fantasy update. Oh yeah, because it's, it's weird whenever we jump straight from Twitter shouts to. Although you are keeping up with sports. Uh, I guess the draft's about to happen here soon. Yeah, everybody's uh, going to a different team. There's a lot of switching around. The Cubs baseball season is about to like really kick off here officially. The Cubs signed uh, Darvish, which I was not pretty. I was not happy with. Why? He's just not that good. He's pretty good. Like he's one of the main reasons why the Dodgers lost. Like he's his pitches are predictable. He's not consistent. He couldn't even close out like three innings. I just think he was a waste of money. And then we lost Jake Arrieta, of course, because they didn't want to pay him. And so Jerry Arietta's gone, like one of our best clutch pitchers. And then we signed you, Darvish, who's not as good as Arietta. But he's cheaper, probably. He's cheaper, but they're not going to win with him. He's not going to. He doesn't bring anything to the table at all. I mean, he did pretty well for the Dodgers most of the season, I think, right? I mean, he's not. Obviously, he's not terrible, but he's not like. I mean, as a fan, I, I'm just like upset about it. I'd rather. I wanted, you know. Give Arietta the raise and don't sign this other guy for like a millions of dollars that who's nothing special. But I mean, we'll see. Maybe maybe he'll do better wearing a C than a D. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe he'll fit right in. Maybe he'll do good. It's too early to tell. I'm just saying from what I've seen him. Eh, we'll see what happens. Now but, I really want to buy you like a a Darvish Cubs jersey. No, don't want it. <laughs> uh, good thing I never got an Arietta one. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. Well, if any, anything that you buy with someone's name on it, they just get traded. Yeah. Or retire or something. It just depends. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> Preds are still doing really well. Yeah. Uh, they're playing today. Yeah, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. Oh, definitely easy. So we'll just see what happens after that. Hopefully, uh, they can make another run. We'll see. That'd be awesome. So this is our first topic of the day here. <laughs> that wraps up our sports update, I guess. We threw it in there. Yeah, quick. that was just random. Yeah, sure. What a sports. Here you go. <laughs> uh, we need to have. <laughs> we should get Chuck on the show, and he can be like, "All right, Chuck is going to do sports." <laughs> Chuck. Yeah, from Wireless Advocates. Oh, <laughs> why him? He wanted to like be a part of the thing. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, why? Because like, I think he just wants something to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, we had a guy who wants to. He's applying for. A co-host position. We could throw him on sports. I don't. He knows a lot about sports. So, but our first topic of today would be uh, we're talking about North North Korea being a team player. Finally, maybe sort of. Uh, yeah, ish. Um, I guess. So Trump is is I guess supposed to meet with Kim Jong Un. Like actually meet, sit down, and because Kim Jong Un reached out and said that he wants to meet with them and talk about denuclearization. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yes. Like they're going to get rid of their yeah. their nuke program. They're they. They are going to cease. Well, that's only temporary, though. Yeah, but this is a big... I mean, it's a big deal because it's, like, no one ever sits down with North Korea ever. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. And, like, if Trump does it, I think it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And they're actually making some kind of progress with Kim Jong-un. And well, like, that's right. the thing. If Because 
Well, my question is, is it just going to be Kim Jong-un and Trump? Because I do not trust Trump to go into a meeting with Kim Jong-un by himself. He will probably agree to all kinds of crazy, stupid shit. shit. Well, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they'll both both uh, leaders will have like their advisors advisors with them. I think South Korea is also going to be present. Are they? I thought it was yeah. like literally just like. Well, no, because with- like a spokesman from like North Korea, like they go through South Korea to like talk to us. I guess like a flow of messages. Okay. Because uh, I don't think they've spoken directly yet. Like no one oh. ever speaks with North Korea directly, except for South Korea. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I think they're all going to do a little powwow and, and try to work some shit out. So, I think that's pretty cool. So, I mean, uh, I don't know if that's even ever happened, but I was listening. I mean, uh, we, real quick, we got a drink for Crumb and Girls Beer Sports Podcast. Oh, Naked Man. I think if this meeting like goes well and actually is able to accomplish something. Yeah. I think that would just that alone would make Trump's presidency like pretty worth something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's I'm not sure if it's ever I, been I think done. you're right. I don't think that's that's ever been a thing that happened before. But also, sorry again, I'm going to talk about Ben Shapiro because he always tells me what I think about things. Uh, he was talking about this the other day and he is not sure about this meeting because he says that what probably is the case is that North Korea is using this as an opportunity to make them look good to other uh, countries yeah, and to make... Essentially, Kim Jong-un just wants a photo op being like, I met with the president of the United States. Yeah, which, I, mean, that, I, which I just looked up. Like, yeah, no American president has ever met with a North Korean leader. Okay. Which kind of makes me a little bit suspicious that he would want to do it with this president, just because he doesn't always isn't always like the smallest well, I think, person. I think that's I think just because I don't know Trump is just like so. It, it, while he is just like other presidents in the way he like he's bullshit, but he's also very different than normal like politician presidents, where like he is like Trump. He's like fuck it, let's go, let's meet with North Korea. Like yeah, I just. I really hope that there's someone else in the meeting with them yeah. that will be able to make sure that he doesn't do anything stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a drink real quick for Daniel French. Okay. Naked, Naked man. man. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll both have, like I said, I'm sure they'll both have, like, advisors there. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I don't know how, how these things work. Maybe they're I mean, just, it, nobody I mean, does because it's never happened I mean, before. Maybe they're, maybe they're just going to go to Starbucks together and grab a coffee. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Uh, but, and there's no specific date set, but it's supposed, it's supposed to, to happen by May. It's supposed to happen by May, yeah. Yeah, which so, is pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, it's already going to be, well, middle March. It's the middle of March already, so. There's still a little bit of time, I guess, but we'll see what happens there. Keep an eye out for news about that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe it said maybe they're being a team player now. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm always the skeptic, so... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, getting into our next topic for the uh, docket here, we got a cool little story here, or some facts, <laughs> some statistics. I don't know what you want to call it, but anyone out there getting married or planning on getting married or wants to get married at some point in life, go ahead and do it. Get married before 32 or you will get divorced. I mean, not necessarily, but your chances <laughs> That's go just the up. Of the segment. But yeah. <laughs> your chances, no, I... And I like... I saw this article the other day. I think it was on Facebook. 
and I was just like, oh, I was bored, and I looked at it, and I can't find that exact same article anymore, but that was like the one point that stuck out to me. It was like things that increase your likelihood for divorce, and that was, one of them was that people who don't get married by 32, your chance of getting divorced goes up each year afterwards. Why do you think that is? Because usually men don't even reach full maturity till like 30, 32 it's, I think it's more like 25. No. Yeah. No, women mature way faster than men, maybe by like their mid-20s, but men usually don't reach full maturity till like 30. But people used to get married a lot younger than they do now on average, and marriages lasted longer. Yeah, but I think also like back in like our parents' days, they got married like, what, you know, 18, 20 but they're like that was a different. <laughs> I, I, I you feel were like they're a joke about how old they are. No, saying they got married like literally in the year eighteen twenty. Oh no, <laughs> just saying like around that that age group. But well, my parents but were. I think people back in that generation though were a lot more mature by then than the future generation. Probably, I do. We definitely our generation is like prolonging adolescence. Hardcore. Yeah, um, that's why people are like our age and still living at home. Well, that yeah, and, I mean that's and that's. Because that's a lot due to a lot of economic situations too, but but it is also lack of in some cases it is lack of maturity and and especially now and I feel like live on their own because a lot of them. a lot of women are not wanting to get married until they like have a career which yeah which back then it was not such a big deal I think but also I feel like that's kind of weird because a lot of women once they have families they decide to like not they just want to like focus on their family too. Yeah. So I don't know why you want to like start your get your career going, and then you have a family, and then you just quit your career. Not everyone does that, but no, but so I mean, it, it, it's it's out there. It happens. It's I feel like, and obviously we're not women, so we can't speak. We're absolutely not trying to speak for women. I'm just. We're speaking, not trying to mansplain. We're just. We're, there, there you go. I fucking hate that word. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm just speaking from like women that I've known in my life. I feel like it seems that once you. Once they actually start having kids, especially with one, it's not as bad. Uh, but then once you get the second one out, it's like they seem to feel like a, like a really strong desire to stay at home with their kids. Well, I think that's a natural thing too. That's just like a humanistic nature. Yeah, like that's the mother. Well, I mean, you, mothers are gonna want to be around their you like, miss, infants. You fucking miss your kids, especially like yeah. the mom, because like. They were inside her. Yeah. And like And you went through that whole You had like this whole attachment thing. thing. Yeah, you don't mess with moms. Moms are hardcore, but uh but I mean the, the, they're just these are just simple like I guess I don't know how they get these statistics. They just They get, just they do studies. They do surveys like, and studies. So like thirty two is like all right, you know, your chances go up. Well, <laughs> it's also uh age difference too. Like people who are the same age have as far as like age differences go. They're the least likely to get divorced if you marry someone that's the same age as you, or at least each, within like no, 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 like literally the, the, the what same I was exact age. Was like literally the same age, the is the lowest chance, and then it increases with each year of age oh, okay. difference. Yeah, I mean my my parents are two years apart. My parents are like a couple months apart, like four months apart, literally. My mom's four months older, so my dad sometimes calls her his cougar, which is gross and weird. <laughs> and my, my dad's two years old. My dad's like. <laughs> A little over two years older. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, I don't really know, like, it's really weird to me just because I'm, like, people our age are already, like, married and having kids and stuff, and I feel like even if I wanted to do that, I, mentally, I'm nowhere near prepared for that. Well, when we say that. our age, you're still, like, a little bit younger than us. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't. Well, so let's, let's clarify because, that. Like, I don't, we're, like you're 30. I'm about to be 30. Like the people we're saying, like our age, that are, like, are actually like, like 25. Are, like, our closest friends are actually like, only like in their mid 20s. You know, I think the oldest one closest to us might be like 26. Um, but they're married and have kids and have started their families. Yeah, it's it's so like I feel like you're probably the same way. Just because we probably because we were in school for so long. Well, that's then, what it was. And then too. stayed around people in school. For so long after we were done with school, I feel like we we just have a really hard time picturing our age group being older. Yeah. Like, I feel like, when I think of people my age, I feel uh, like mid-20s. Like, yeah. 24, 25 is like what I think of, even though I'm th- I'm going to be in into my 30s <laughs> later this year. It's weird. Well, you're already in there. Well, I'm only 30, though. I'm not in my 30s. Oh, that's, I guess. When I'll be yeah. 31, then I'll be in my 30s. Yeah. Now I'm just 30. I'm about to be 30, so. Yeah. But not just about, but like some more months. But in a few months. Yeah. Practically uh, there. Knocking on death's door. Yeah. But, I mean, well, I mean, like, I mean, this is like, like the person I'm dating now. This is the first time I've actually dated someone, like, actually my age. I don't think I've, well, I mean, I've, I guess I've dated older people, but this what? is the first time I'm dating someone, like, Within like you know we're not years well, apart. You, we're, not, you, we're not years apart. We're just like months. What are you counting as dating? Like dating, like you're going, you date. Do you mean? Are you saying like in a relationship or just like no? Like you're just out? dating. Well, you and wasn't Lorianne pretty much your same age? Maybe like a year younger. Yeah, she's two years maybe. Maybe yeah. Yeah, Kristen was like three. No. Oh. Yeah. So well, so you have to be careful because. Once you get above that 32 mark, since you have a history of dating girls younger than you, you got to make sure they're... Because you don't want to have that double whammy of being over 32 and having much of an age difference. Or yeah. else you just might as well not even do it. <laughs> it's going to end in disaster. Yeah. So I don't really know how to give more advice about that. I don't think either one of us should be giving any kind of like relationship advice. Yeah, man. My track record's not that great. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I guess the age thing is, like, one of the biggest factors in whether or not... I mean, there's a lot of other stuff, too, obviously. And obviously, there's not, like, the same hard and fast rule for every relationship. No, no. everybody's it's different. Just, it's just, like, just general statistically, statistics. Yeah. You're, there's, like, a whole bunch of stuff that makes your divorce chances go up. Yeah. Being American, like, makes it go up, like, at least 50%. So... I mean, not specifically <laughs> American, but uh, Italy has the lowest divorce rate at 12%. Wow. That's crazy. India is like 14%, which... Which is still pretty good. Yeah, but I think that's probably because they do like arranged marriages. And those and marriages last like, like the most... They're not allowed to get divorced. Well, they're not, well, yeah, they're not allowed but in their culture and religion, but but also just like arranged marriages tend, I guess, like statistically tend to be like more healthier marriages. Do you know why? I've, I've thought about this before. Have you ever thought about this, about why that might be? Why arranged marriages? Yeah. Might last longer? Well, I think they... I would, I mean, imagine that because they don't meet each other till the day of their wedding, so they get married, and then that's when. So they're already married, but then they they go with like the dating. Pro, I mean, they're getting to know each other in their first years of marriage, and I guess they just keep going from there. You you haven't really well, like ruined each other yet. I don't know. Uh, so here's what I think. I think it's because I think today people a lot of times tend to get married based on feelings, and then. I mean, feelings can change because they're not like concrete things. They can go and come and whatever. Real quick, let's drink for Ocho Ortiz. Okay, make a man. 
But when you're actually getting married, based just if it's an arranged marriage, you're basically just like, okay, I'm married to this person. It's just we're gonna make it work. But I think a lot of times, like in Americanized culture, we've made it where like, oh, I have a feeling toward this person. I'm going to marry them, and then if that feeling goes away, their relationship, their marriage is not like based on anything other than that feeling. So if that feeling's gone, then obviously they don't want to be married anymore. So I feel like if your marriage is actually based on, because I'm not. What I think is that love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. Infatuation is a feeling. When people say "I love you," love is a, love is a, a, love is a. It's not a feeling. It's an ability. So, I mean, what? it's an ability. Yeah, you're right. It's a choice. You're choosing to love somebody, but in the true like sense of the word love, not just like then you're right, like people mis- people get confused between infatuation and love. Right. A lot of times, the line I think the that- line is very. I mean, it can be very close. Like, I mean, you obviously have a chemical reaction around a person you love, but to truly like love is different than just like oh, I love this person. Oh, five years down the way don't love this person which means you never really truly love that person in the first place yeah like when some people say like i fell out of love then you were never in love right like truly you had a you were infatuated you were infatuated really is all that yeah. means uh and you had like nice feelings about that person but if you truly love them you can't fall out of love because love is basically you have to wake up every day and choose to love someone it's not something yeah. that just goes away no that's correct so that i mean that that's kind of that's why I feel like maybe arranged marriages and, like, American marriages... Well, I mean, well, we don't really have arranged marriages here, but yeah, you know but, what I mean. Well, yeah, like, well, arranged mar- marriages versus, like, the stereotypical like, they're dating, not, dating. they're not marrying yeah. based on a feeling. They're marrying just based on the fact that they're getting married, and they're going to just choose to love that... They're viewing love as it should be as a choice rather than a feeling yeah. that can go away at any time. Yeah. Love anyway, is, love that's is, my thought on love that. Love is hard. That's what she said. <laughs> Yeah, just because I mean, because you, you're obviously being with a person you have a connection with and you love them. It, it they said there's the chemical reaction in your brain. There's the hormones, there's things that get released. The and all that stuff endorphins. just makes everything way more complicated. It does. I mean, it's the human body like reacting the way it's supposed to it's work. It means you're work you're you're working properly, but but it is a, like I mean, I would I mean I was engaged once, so obviously that didn't happen. Probably for the better. <laughs> Definitely for the better. <laughs> But if I had actually gone through it, I would probably—I mean, I would probably still be married today, unless she just straight up like was deuced. Well, I, don't and I had no choice in it. But you had the age difference, and also y'all lived together before you were married, which makes that makes still it higher that, too. Yeah, definitely. Which that's always a big debate too with people. But it's a good debate. I mean, people should debate. Well, things. because when you because I've because I've, people I've, the people I've, say you should life, live together because you need to learn each other's like quirks and and things like that but and like test out but then i don't i don't i don't don't like that and i used to be one of those people but then i started thinking about it more i got challenged i had to change my position because you shouldn't have to test it out well that and also uh because i i always wondered about that too like i never understood why living together before you were married would make like a big difference because i also thought the same thing like it's kind of just like a test run yeah, for your marriage, but or not necessarily test, but you're they're learning each other's like shit, and you can you're learning how to deal with it. Yeah, but so when I've like when I read and studied about it more, I guess the idea that behind that whole thing is that living together before you're married is like you're living as if you were married, 
without the commitment to like the permanence of the relationship. Yeah. And so once you've done that and then you get married, your mindset doesn't really change. You're still kind of in that. Well, this is what we've been doing. Yeah. It doesn't really change to like the permanence of the relationship. It's still the same kind of mindset as like you're just dating. Um, And then obviously, of course, once you, you actually do get married, you're committed to, or you're committing to be in that relationship forever. But your brain doesn't really make that connection when you've been living together without that for so long. Yeah. And it is nice, like, living... I mean, I get it. I mean, it's hard not to, like... It's very tempting because it is nice living with, like, the person you're, I guess, in a committed relationship and you're going down that path. It's nice coming home to them and seeing them all the time and you get to eat dinner together, relax, you go to sleep. It's all great. It's all, it is great because it's, it's awesome. But it's also a huge risk. But then I think also, like... If you're living together, and then you're kind of already out of the honeymoon phase, I guess, by the time you get married. Yeah. So then that just, like, speed, like you said before, that kind of, like, speeds up your your issues earlier. And when the younger you are in your marriage, the harder it's going to be to deal with those issues because you're less equipped to do that. Once you're further out in the marriage, I think it's easier. And that's why the longer you're married, the less likely you're, you are to yeah. be divorced because... You kind of you've learned how to work through all that stuff. Yeah, it's like after you you move in together after you get married, you're like, and then you you start living together, and you're like, holy crap! Like this person is like a slob, or they fart in their sleep a lot, or they like I don't know whatever the situation is. You're like, well, shit, I'm married to them, so I have to so deal. So you with, just I, learn how to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, you're like, well, shit, I already married them. I have to deal with this now. Like I love them because like, you're already you're already <laughs> committed to the relationship. Yeah, so. unlike we're like you're like, man, I don't know if I really want to marry this person now because they do this. <laughs> like it annoys me that to a point where I don't want to live with it for the rest of my life. But then you marry them anyways, and you're like, "Nah, screw it, we're done." Like, yeah, there's a whole big thing. So that's our take on the whole thing <laughs> uh, on marriage and relationships. Good luck out there. I mean, it's it's, it's just a just a crazy game. Well, what what everyone I know who has had successful marriages has told me as they constantly ask me when I'm going to find someone to marry, is that uh, you have to go into it. Like, a lot of people get married with the idea of that. I don't really know how to really put it. But basically, you have to go into marriage with the idea that, like, divorce... Basically, you're just taking divorce off the table. It's not an option. Yeah. Like, no matter what your issues are, you're going to work them out. And, of course, that changes a little bit if there's, like, abuse or, like they cheat on you or whatever. Yeah. That changes the whole dynamic of everything. But if you enter into it with like, that's not an option. Like we fight a lot. We have these issues, but we're going to find a way to work it out because it's important. Yeah. But some people don't want to do that. No, I mean, I don't, and like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of people I know with successful marriages, which I really, the only people I can think of is my parents, uh, because they've been married like 30 plus years. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean... Like, all my friends who are married, you know, they're in their, you know, one, two, three years, so I don't want to call that successful yet. But, but isn't it crazy, like, like that we, we already know people that, like, have gotten married and divorced? Yeah. <laughs> all under, like, the five-year mark. Yeah. Some yeah. under the one-year mark. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so it's just, like, that's why, I mean, and neither of us have been married, and we're not trying to, like, lecture people who maybe are listening who are married. No, like, um, literally, we're just talking about, like, people that we know... And people like, that we know and just like we're just, people that we've talked to like and stuff that we read and we just like to talk about it's a talk show so yeah talk whatever we want uh, but that's our take on all that uh, so you know email us your thoughts or tweet us things and we can look over that 
uh, as they come in. Yeah, uh, if you don't like it, don't blame us. Blame science. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to our close here, we uh, we have one movie to talk about with you for our reviews. Uh, we did watch Death Wish with Bruce Willis, uh, which is a remake. Of a movie from the 70s with Charles Bronson. Yeah. Which actually was like a whole series of movies. Yeah. I've uh, only seen the first one, though. I never even seen the original one, honestly. So It used to be... Is it? I'm going to see if it's on Netflix. Uh, it used uh, to be. That's right. But this one with Bruce Willis was... I, I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. I thought it was great. It's So, if you I mean, don't know the, the plot... Bruce Willis, like, shooting people. Like, it's amazing already. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, basically, it's about... And I can't... I need to go back and look it up. I feel like the... Actually, the original one was more like hardcore but the this one is about uh he is a doctor and he's married and he has a daughter a teenage daughter um and then basically these guys break into his house and kill his wife and injure his daughter and so he basically just goes on a revenge killing spree he become well not even just, he becomes a vigilante yeah um with the end goal of Finding the people that killed his wife uh, and taking them out, but he also helps other people along the way. Um, so it's kind of interesting because it's it's not just like oh he's just like goes out killing people. They kind of bring like the whole idea of like of like the law, the the American justice system is like flawed and all these criminals always get away with all this shit. He goes and takes care of it. Right. So like, but I mean, like, so is that like is taking the law into your own hands? Is that like a good thing, or bad or thing. is that something you should just leave to the cops? Which I feel like the movie kind of goes with the idea that you should definitely just do your own thing because the cops are going to be way too slow. I mean, it's not that there's. I mean, there's. It's not that they're necessarily they're slow. There's just like there's only so much they can. They ha- they have to go by the law, which is not always. It, it is the law, but it's not the law. Doesn't just because it's law doesn't mean it's just right. Which, uh, if you haven't seen Law Abiding Citizen, they deal with that in that movie also. Yeah. And I fucking love that movie. Uh, you should check that one out with Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx. And a, like a movie called Batman that does a little bit of that too. Uh, What's that? Is, that? is that new? <laughs> this is guy who, you know, becomes a vigilante and tries to take the law in his own hands. That's true, but he also, he like kind of works in conjunction with the cops too, though. Yeah, and he doesn't like kill people. Right. <laughs> and so, you know what? I was thinking... This is completely unrelated to Death Wish. It has everything to do with Batman. But I've loved Batman, like, my whole life since I was a child. A very young child. I even, like, before I was even allowed to watch the movies, I still, like, had all the toys and everything. Like, I was just obsessed. I guess probably I watched the cartoon. And people are always like, oh, Batman's not that great because all these other superheroes could beat him, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't have superpowers, whatever. And I was like, no, Batman could totally beat them, whatever. He's the best. And then now that, like, I've thought about it more, and I'm like, Batman could not beat a lot of other superheroes. However, not only gonna literally one to one fight. He's still my favorite because because he doesn't have superpowers. He doesn't have any like supernatural abilities or anything. Everything that he does, he did for himself. He learned how to fight for himself. He made money. Well, he inherited money, but yeah, he was he, very rich. He didn't run the company <laughs> into the ground or anything. But he used his money to better himself, to buy tools, to do all this kind of stuff, and to go fucking like kick ass, like. He didn't need, like, an alien inhabiting him or, like, something to bite him or whatever to give him superpowers. He just did everything himself. And I think, because I've always kind of gravitated towards, like, more... Non-superhuman people. Well, not even just that, but, like, like just movies and stories in general. Like, I, I like the more, like, grounded stuff. Um, and I, I think I just like the idea that Batman is 
totally like is completely a realistic. Someone could go out and do yeah. everything that he did I mean, it, uh, in real life. Any kind of non super superhuman person, like I've always liked them better. Even like they they are superheroes in the sense, of, but not like obviously they don't have the super human abilities or anything like like Batman, uh, you know, Iron Man, Green Arrow, the guys who are just normal guys. Yeah. They just have a lot of money and they learn to fight and they use their money and their knowledge of science and stuff to to become like those people. Yeah. Like Tony Stark just puts on an iron suit and he can fly around. That's cool. Like yeah, that's fucking badass. Like <laughs> and plus Batman has the best villains of anyone, so he does have pretty cool villains. He definitely has the best villains. Yeah. Anyway, but I, Death I do, Wish. But I do like Spider-Man. <laughs> I like Spider-Man too. Spider-Man's my second favorite. Uh, Death Wish, yeah, though, though definitely go watch it. It's, a, good, really it's good. a lot of good, it's, it's it's a driving plot. Like I mean, it's, you're not ever like bored or anything. Like it's a pretty pro-gun movie. It very so, much is. So you gotta, like literally while I was uh, whenever they showed the ad for the gun store that he went to, yeah, he saw it on TV. I was like, man, the NRA like probably loves this movie so much. <laughs> Um, but it was funny because I saw someone else on Facebook say that they felt like it had an anti-gun message. And I was like, I don't know what kind of movie you were watching. Definitely not anti-gun. I, like, like I, I, unless there's just a completely different way of reading it than I did. But you're I on felt some, like it was like super like NRA approved. I mean, unless you're on like meth ripping your eyes out of your face. Like, I don't know what the hell um, you were watching. But it was, I mean, it was a really fun movie. I, I mean, I... Expected to like it because I remember liking the other one so much. Yeah, and uh, Bruce Willis is always good, and I just like simple, like straightforward, like movies, action movies. I don't need like subplots and all this stuff. I just want to watch the movie. Like literally, Walking Tall with The Rock is one of my favorite. Movies oh, that's a great movie because literally, there's like I mean, there is a plot, but not that much. Yeah, it's basically just like The Rock, like kicking ass and doing all this shit. It's completely unrealistic. Yeah, like absolutely, like. He would have been thrown in jail at the end of the movie and not been elected mayor and whatever else. Um, but sheriff. Sheriff. Whatever. Same <laughs> difference. But it's just like a really just like fun, like fast paced, just like I'm going to knock your shit out with my two by fours and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, but I really like those kind of movies. So it's really good. Go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the end of our episode this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Let us know your comments, concerns, anything like that. You can find us on our Things online. I'm on Twitter at, at Nate Robles one N A T E R O B L E S the number one. I'm at Dustin Forey D U S T I N F O R E E. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Bedroom Drinking, like the Facebook page Bedroom Drinking Podcast, or email us at Bedroom Drinking Podcast at Gmail dot com. I have no. I forgot to look up more people to feed to tell you I'll go to listen to. So you know what I thought of <laughs> literally the other day. I was like. Oh, it's a good thing we didn't record earlier because Nate probably would have forgot to look yeah, up and I still people did. to recommend. But then uh, I forgot, and then you forgot. So until it, so. it'll happen eventually. <laughs> but uh, but you can go look up my stuff on Facebook and Instagram. Nate Robles Music. Go. I'm on iTunes and Spotify and all that. Go. I have one song on there, so go check it out. It's called Best I Can, and we'll. I'll. I'll I promise I'll get better at that. But <laughs> and then have a good rest of your week. Thanks for listening. Word of the day this week. Uh, could we do? We could do vigilante. Vigilante, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so make it to the end of this. Uh, tweet us the hidden word vigilante, and we'll get you on Twitter shouts next week. Until then, naked, naked man. man.